Hey, everybody. You're listening to the BioHealth Podcast with Dr. John Johnson, the show that discusses holistic living for people who love a full-body approach to biological dentistry. This week, Dr. Johnson sits down with colleagues from dental school to share what quality dentistry means to them. We join the podcast already in progress. I guess if you guys don't mind talking just a little bit longer, I wouldn't mind going around the horn again and just have you guys talk about what quality dentistry means to you in your career. Let's go through around the horn. Ralph, go ahead, Mark. Talk, Ralph, talk a little bit about quality dentistry. Who? Ralph. Me? Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess Daryl told me that the stuff we were going to do, he didn't even, he wasn't even big on checking it on recalls because he knew it was going to be okay, and it was. And I, I, I couldn't do that, but I came to realize year after year after year, seeing the same stuff was still there and it still looked good. So, and I'm living with, uh, sleeping with one of my patients that, you know, she just, you know, it's still there. She doesn't have any trouble. Nancy's, you know, got a mouthful. I think that's why she married me. She has 14 castings in her mouth. <laughs> And just just one porcelain crown. That's it. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them are, you know, um, concealed gold. You know, it's. Uh, I had to give the junior le- junior dental students at um, IU a lecture a few years ago, and um, I thought that would bring some kids around to the to the study club. It really didn't. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing now. They don't have the compassion, I don't think. But um, uh, I, I, I just I just feel if they could see some of our stuff, you know, that would make it so much better. And they uh, it's hard to get. I Well, you guys have been through the same thing. You can't talk people into coming in, you know, to just just stop by one time. Don't do anything. Just watch what we're doing. And they. You know, but and then again, you get dentists that want gold, but they're not doing it in their own practice. You know, yeah, yeah. it's incredible to me. But anyway, well, I would I say just seeing the same stuff over and over and over again that's lasting. What what better what better tribute to 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 Daryl and to your own work? You know, that's uh, doesn't go away. You know, yep, yep. So just mention, talk a little bit about just quality dentistry and just all of the in your just in your overall practice because that gold translated to all that other stuff but i guess what i'd like you to share a little bit about is how quality dentistry made you feel how you how it gave you satisfaction in your life solid satisfaction in your career because i think there's a lot of unhappy dentists well i think uh you know, when they describe OCD, it's got my picture in the dictionary. You know, I'm, I'm very obsessive. And I, I always tell people I've never put in anything perfect. And I, I always strive for perfection. Now, that was as close as I got and was the most satisfying. Uh, so uh, that's, I don't know, I can't say much more than that, John. Okay. Well, Bo, pick up the ball here. You got anything to say about? Your, your yeah. career in dentistry and, and striving for excellence? There's a couple of things I do want to touch on, John. I, I don't know whether it's where you want me to go, but um, 
how unfortunate for students today that they don't do their lab work. I, I find that unconscionable that dental students can go to dental school for four years and not do any lab work. They have absolutely no clue of what is needed to be able to do a great casting or even a, a, a porcelain or porcelain veneer or whatever kind of crown. Or, or, or a partial or a denture. Or a partial or a dential. Denture. I, I don't, and I, I want to say, you know, the American ideal is to leave the next generation better than your generation. And I somehow feel that maybe my generation of dentists didn't do what they needed to do in order to make things better for people coming after them. I, I don't know where that line is drawn. I, one of the problems I find with, too, is the cost of education. Guys can't come out with $250,000 in student loan debt and practice in the best interest of patients. They make bad decisions for patients. And they're based on the economics of the situation they're in. And I don't know how I had student loan debt. It wasn't anywhere near that. I don't know how that got so skewed, but it is. And it seems like it happened on our watch. And I don't know why we let it happen. And, and so maybe, you know, Catholic guilt. <laughs> maybe somehow our my generation failed the succeeding generations in 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 being educated and i you know i i kind of have a problem with that and i wish there was some way to remedy it and um I, I wish students coming out of school were better trained. And I, I, I don't know if you see that, John, in Columbus. I do. You know. I, to speak to that, I have an associate that works for me one day a month doing kids because I don't want to do kids. I mean, I don't want to do their fillings. I'm doing their orthodontics and facial development stuff. But I asked her about, do you know how to, you know, are you going to use rubber dam? Or we talked about a rubber dam. I said, I want you to use rubber dam for this. And she's like, I never use a rubber dam. I don't even know how to use a rubber dam. Now, she knows how to use rubber dam doing a root canal, but that's the only thing she was taught at Ohio State to use rubber dam for. When I was at Ohio State, we had to put a rubber dam on for everything. Exactly. And that was good dentistry. Now, I fault my mentor, my, my, my professors at Ohio State way, way back in 84, 85, 83. One of Dr. Zay would say, and unfortunately he said this, he would say, you will never use that rubber dam in clinical practice. That was the wrong thing to say. He was a part-time dentist, the <laughs> real dentist, and we respected him because he was actually making a living doing dentistry. And it was part-timing instructing because he just wanted to give back. But he shouldn't have told us 
we will never use a rubber dam in life. You know, sure. I, I use a rubber dam every day. And when I don't use a rubber dam, I'm disappointed that I, I had to do this and deal with the tongue and the cheek and everything. I mean, sure. I use a rubber dam every chance I possibly can. It makes my dentistry better. It makes my life easier. My assistants are disappointed when we don't use a rubber dam because their life is so much easier with the rubber dam. And my associate has no clue about all those advantages. Now, her dad graduated a few years ahead of me. He had to use a rubber dam every time in dental school. Does he use rubber dam today? No, he left dental school and never used rubber dam again. So where's the disconnect from what you were taught to practice, you know, to me, it's about where's the quality. If you really want to do the quality, then you should do all these steps. They didn't teach you this stuff in school for no reason. They taught it because it was good dentistry. But today, Ohio State does not teach a rubber dam because none of those professors know how to even use a rubber dam. So they're not teaching it. So, you know, again, where did we fail in that? Do you think any dental school? Hey, Wayne. Did Val learn to use rubber dam where she went to dental school or did they skip all that? Wayne, you you still there, Wayne? Wayne yeah. went to get his glass of water and left. <laughs> hey, John, <laughs> I, I tell you, I mentioned that I gave that lecture to the junior dental students <clears throat> and I showed them, I, I made a, a PowerPoint presentation of, of, uh, some of the stuff I've done and showed them the preps and then the uh, uh, seeding it and showing them, you know, you can do gold and uh, do it. So in a way that you can conceal it and not cut down a whole tooth for a porcelain crown, that type of thing. And um, I, I stressed when I was showing them the, the, the Ford models that um, you have to use a rubber dam for this. And I stressed it through the rest of the lecture. And when I was done, the head of clinics came up to me and actually said this. Yeah, we're going to have to get them using the rubber dam, put more stress on using the rubber dam. I, I was flabbergasted. I said, yeah. that's what you teach. I mean, we would have got thrown out of the clinic if we didn't have a rubber dam on. Right, yeah. Mo? John, great job. We really appreciate it. And it was, it, it was a perfect evening. Great. Yeah, it was great. fun. To honor Daryl. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, great. Thanks for participating. You bet. Take care, guys. Okay. Love you all. Love you guys. This has been the BioHealth Podcast with Dr. John Johnson of Midwest BioHealth. You can listen to more of Dr. Johnson's recordings by visiting us online at www.midwestbiohealth.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode.